0: Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. You're listening
1: to the Utah Man Podcast, bringing you the latest news and analysis for your Utah youths. Now, your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott.
2: Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast on this episode. The Utes fall short up in Eugene, and we look ahead as the Utes close out the boo, season. Cameron, boo, <laughs> The season <laughs> against Colorado, and we got Ryan.
1: What's up, Ute Nation?
2: And we got Scott.
1: Yeah, I'm here. Let's go.
2: Hey, did you guys know that Bo Nix was injured?
0: I would have <laughs> never guessed. Oh, is that what was happening in that game? I couldn't tell. Don't you mean Heisman the, Trophy finalist? The make-out session bonus. that Rod Gilmore was having with him. I, I want to clarify that. He he had an ankle injury.
1: I, I don't think they made that clear enough. I think he's got a sore throat now from the tonsil hockey Gilmore was playing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, so Oregon gets the win 20-17 to 17 over the Utes. Ouch.
1: That's all I have to it's say. more than ouch. Seventeen points, and seven of them were a defensive score.
0: Woof, gentlemen, woof, woof. What a game, huh? hats off, although I'm going to say hats off to the defense, played a good game, played played a phenomenal second half, and Clark and Phillips
1: was a shoelace away from winning it for us
0: Man alive, man alive. I felt like we were in a time machine and we were back in like 2011 watching a Utah offense that <laughs> just could do nothing. It was bad. That That was
2: probably one of the worst offensive performance. Yeah, maybe go back to two thousand eleven.
0: Yeah, it was not good. But I mean, by far Cam rising's worst performance is a Ute. Yeah, it was it it was bad. And you've gotta
1: call you've gotta call it how it is. He, he and I think he full, he fully admits that he did not play a good game. But he, I don't even know. How to talk about it other than it was
0: j- just i mean awful Okay, so look down he had twenty one uh, twenty one completions completions on the day how many of those were to Kincaid I'll answer it for you eleven- Can't, Kincaid had eleven receptions for ninety nine yards cam had a hundred and seventy total so seventy one yards and ten completions to the rest of the team I mean what's going on well, I think this that's something
1: we've talked about all year long, and they've gotten away with it until this point.
0: Well, we've been much more productive than that in the passing game all year long, much more productive but why but
1: we talked about this last week and they talked about it on even in the broadcast that their pass Oregon's pass defense is it's not good no they rank far down the list well that's what Washington
2: did the week prior is we Washington got chunk yards down play or downfield all night long that's what that's what the Huskies did to get that win against
1: Oregon i have no idea why Utah we didn't even throw the ball no, deep no that's what we I said. did against Stanford <laughs> unsuccessfully but did not attempt it everything was that short Middle stuff, a little dink and dunk just trying to nickel and dime it down the field, and two of them got tipped for interceptions by the <laughs> line of scrimmage
0: uh, yeah, I mean the I, the thing that surprises me is look, bad games happen for a unit for players, right you expect to, it's just gonna it, it just happens. The thing that was so surprising to me about this game is the the, the lead up how Utah was saying. Kind of all the right things, right? This is for the season. This is the most important game of the season. I think Vele apparently said to ESPN crew, this is our championship game. If it's that important, that much emphasis, and that is the performance you come out with. They were so flat. Against a, a bad defense. I mean, it's one thing if Oregon has just been shutting everybody down all season long. And then they did it to us. Okay, they're just a good defense. You couldn't figure them out. Hats off to them. They're not a good defense. I mean, and, and Cam says, well, they were doing some pretty pretty uh, difficult things and making our life pretty miserable. And it's like, and how come they didn't do that to anybody else? Mm-hmm. Is that Was the game plan so vanilla? Or are our, our tendencies so easy to pick up that they knew exactly what we were doing in every formation? not to mention our formations like never changed
2: but see this is where I take issue with that is yes Oregon won the game you got to give them credit but look at all the mistakes that Utah made they were not forced mistakes no mm-hmm. A perfect example fourth down in the in the fourth quarter where rising throws the ball at Kincaid's feet for the first down there was no pressure there was no one around you can't blame that on Oregon. That was completely Utah's
0: mistakes. You go look at that play again. Kincaid scores. He hits Kincaid. It's it's six. At the very minimum, it's huge chunk play, and it's probably first and goal. Well, even
2: if if Cam keeps it, he runs it for a first down. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, we can give Oregon credit for winning the game, but like a lot of it was just. Utah self-inflicted wounds. They did not play well. Go
1: back to the first half. It's fourth and goal from, what, I don't remember, the 13-yard line or something like that. No, actually, we could have picked, no, it wasn't fourth and goal. We could have picked up a first down. And I think it was Kincaid who stopped at the first down. It was Money Park. Money Park stopped at the first down, wide open, and he throws a fade route out of
0: bounds that Sean Bradley and his prime could not have caught. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or on that, I think on the opening drive for Utah, they, they get that first down and there's a holding call on Enos. Yeah, it it would have no been first and goal. And it would no need for a hold there. Like he had him blocked. I don't know why he, he
0: decided to try to tackle him to he, the ground. He didn't hold him, he did a Hulk Hogan bulldoze maneuver and I mean, just a complete takedown. But there was no need for it. He already of course had it no need. and
2: so that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm not trying to take this moral victory or anything like that. That well, Utah lost it, whatever. Like, they did, and they, they played like crap. And I, and, and I don't want to hear the players say, "Oh, they did a lot of crazy things that confused us."
0: No, you just didn't play well. Yeah, it was. It was. Oregon gets the win because we were inept. I mean you miss you miss kind of a chip shot field goal on that first drive. Thirty seven yards should be a gimme at this level. Right. I mean the second one that he did get. Barely. I mean I don't know that it at its apex was over fifteen feet off the ground. And and then late in the game that that fourth down that he air mails to Vele in the end zone. We didn't kick a field goal there because Kyle has no confidence in the field. I mean, that's six points right there through special teams. You win the game by three. You know, I mean, it's just play after play. I mean, the the last two third and fourth downs um, of Utah's last possession, Cope drops a ball that would have been a first down. Should have been caught. And solo four-star Enos drops his last pass as a Utah football player.
1: That pass was a little bit he, stretched out for him, but
0: he should have got it. But he you know what? He like, should have had it. Again, I'm not a football player. I'm not. But with the game on the line like that, your season's on the line, why are you not laying out? Like, give it some effort.
1: Yeah. It's fourth in the season, and that's and, it.
0: And it was off your fingertips. So, mm-hmm. like, you could have gotten it. It's just yeah, it uh a lot of frustration. And and that's the thing is I felt like we just we we gave it away. Well, for especially for a team that
1: averages 40 plus a game that went against a defense that's susceptible to giving up points and we scored 10.
0: And I mean Oregon only ran for 59 yards. That's like their strength and they only ran for 59 yards. The, the defense did their job. The defense was amazing. And hats off to those. I mean, just because really the transformation that that defense had over the course of the season, they were pretty bad early on. And, and they've turned into, I mean, hats off to Scally. He has, yes, it didn't start off like we all hoped and expected. But what he's turned that defense into it's impressive, mm-hmm. and uh, it's they just... gave up a couple of big plays, especially
1: early. But and and the you know the first drive turned into a touchdown. And but you
0: it... know what? That's kind of a mark of a Utah defense uh, yeah. historically under Kyle Winningham and under Scally is they kind of fill them they fill themselves out a little early, right? See what see what the game plan. Hope is. Hope they can hold them to a field goal. See, but... see what's going on. And then once they've a series or two, they've seen what the what the offense is doing, they clamp it down. They make adjustments and uh they just lock it down. They
1: completely shut down that the wide receiver screen plays that they were getting some yardage on early on. Right.
0: They, they they ended
1: up not even going back to it.
0: No, no. So and and you know, it's just a waste that I mean yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're just talking in circles, but it's just <laughs> frustration of of I just I just, as I'm watching this game, it was just so unbelievable to see what was what what was happening. I mean, the lead up, game day, Fox big noon kickoff, right? All the all the all the panel experts are talking about you don't want to face Utah in November. Look at Utah's record in November. You don't want to face a Kyle Winningham team. And then that's how you play. It kind of makes you wonder did they they start believing the press, their own press, like we just need to show up to do this? Or or did the the, the Knicks news about him potentially being out change the mindset of no, Oh, yeah. we're, we're going to roll. You know, he's not healthy, defense is going to destroy him. We're going to roll. And Uh, Again, it's just a bad game. I think it was not the greatest game plan. It was not executed very well. Um, But the the fact that there wasn't, like we talk about the defense. The defense sees what the offense is doing. They make adjustments. Where were those adjustments from the offense?
1: I did, and I don't have the quote right in front of me, but something to the effect. In the post-game press conference, Whittingham alluded to the fact that couple of the offensive coaches were not on the same page. No (laughs) shh. What does that mean? Like At this point in the season, how are coaches differing on what should be done?
0: It's got to be probably Harding versus Ludwig. I would think. Okay, so midweek, I'm listening to, I think it was Thursday. Uh, Ludwig's on Bill Riley's show for the Coordinator's Corner. And Bill asked him, what was what's the strength of this defense for Oregon? And his response surprised me. He said, their secondary is their strength. And I kind of thought, really? Isn't that where they're getting destroyed is in their secondary? Just look at the rankings. And then he comes out with this game plan that he's just going to run it up the gut with Tavion Thomas over and over and even when it's not working, he still sticks with it, and I'm like, he really believes this. He really believes he does not. It's like he didn't want to attack and that it, secondary. It wasn't
1: like it wasn't working. Tavion was trying to find any hole, and there was no hole.
0: I, 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 I'm gonna go back and watch it again. I'm pretty sure I saw Tavion. He took one of. The, he took the hand off, stopped, opened up a Twinkies wrapper. And then tried to find a hole. <laughs> I did see a couple
2: of times that Tavion was like trying to kind of dance around. Uh,
1: he's kind too, of juke, he's and too big no to one, dance.
2: No one was around him. I'm like, just run, dude. <laughs> okay, we're up against a break, but when we come back, I do want to talk about running backs because that's probably where I'm most furious in this game. Ooh, we, do we get
0: furious? Can? It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: Okay, so a lot of things made me upset with this game and and probably up there, is how they handled the running back position. And I know a week ago, I was on here singing the praises of Tavion Thomas. He had a phenomenal game against Stanford.
0: Welcome back to my side (laughs) He
2: Didn't have a good game against Oregon. And what makes me mad is they just kept running with him. And 19 carries for 55 yards is not good. They get Jackson in there. He has three carries and gets over 20 yards. I do not understand why he didn't get more run.
1: I don't get it. He's, he should have been the back. Or at least alternated a little bit more. Tavion's getting absolutely nothing carry uh, after carry.
0: And why is... T- let's let's examine this. Why is t- Tavion not getting anything? The dude is so slow, guys. He's got zero... He looks like he's a backup O-lineman running the ball. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to be rude at all. But he just has no quickness. No, he isn't quick. He's a a, a power
2: back, right? And that's his game. And that's what, hey, that's what they need against Stanford to get that rushing game going. It wasn't working against Oregon. And what makes me mad is that there were no adjustments to that. And they just kept running, hoping something would work. When your offense is not flowing, when your offense is not in sync, you need
0: a spark. You know who was the spark? JJ. Every rush he had burst, he would get through the hole, he would lower his head, and he would bull forward. And the dude gets three carries? I mean, That doesn't make any sense. Who knows? Maybe he re-injured his shoulder that we don't know about. Maybe something happened and he literally could not come back. But again, it goes back to. I understand Ludwig Whittingham. They always want to establish the run, and they have a belief. Even though if it's not working early, you stick with it, and you're going to wear down that defense, and it's going to it's going to benefit you in the fourth quarter. It never it never benefited you. But with
1: that same thought process, if you've got a running back and he's healthy enough to play, who's getting? close to 10 yards of carry you can do the same thing and be productive it, instead of going with the guy who's got nothing
2: it, it just felt like everything was so forced on the offense
0: yeah, it, it did
2: and 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 that's what i think is so uncharacteristic of what we've seen this year is there was just no flow there was no balance and it was just awkward like the whole it's just so weird. I watched the game the s- uh, second time, and I just kept thinking, like, this is not a Utah offense we've seen this season.
0: No, I mean... They've been up
2: and down. I get that. I get they're not going to be perfect every single game and every single play, but at least there were, like, moments of of good play, and just, like, this, this whole game was just awkward. I don't know how else to describe it.
0: Well, and so Paul Miley, he comes back, right, from injury, um... Probably not his best game. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I am not qualified to rate the play of our offensive line and what their responsibilities are and ultimately how they did. No, same here. But it sure seemed like his guy was in the backfield a lot, making first contact with the running back three yards behind behind the line of scrimmage. And so I don't think the offensive line was great, but... Again, I think I think it was pretty clear. Ludwig thought game plan: we're going to run the ball down their throats, and I think he thought we're not going to have trouble doing it. The fact that it didn't turn out that way, that's where I'm like, well, then where was the adjustment? If if it's never working up the gut, why are we not attacking the edges? Mm-hmm. I mean, we give we give one run to Jalen Dixon; it goes for a touchdown. Why are we not seeing more of those? Why are we not getting um, Mika Bernard out on the edge and utilizing his speed around the edge? There just was was no creativity with the offense or adjustments to counter what Oregon was doing well.
1: Well, And even
0: er if you go back to early in the season
1: when we figured out, or I should say we, the team figured out, that there wasn't going to be much of a running game this year. It was all, a lot of the offense was put on Cam's shoulders to find receivers, especially when Keithy went down. But they were successful in, one, throwing the ball 30-plus times a game and spreading it around to other guys. When he'd throw 21 passes and 11 of them, 11 catches went to, to Kincaid, I would suspect that another four or five were targets that he didn't complete to Kincaid. Correct. So that
0: means you're looking... At, you only threw the ball to six other receivers. So Money Parks had one reception. Mika Bernard had one reception. Um, Jalen had two. And then your two biggest pass catchers were Bailey with five, Kincaid with the, with 11. And, and Tom... Uh, Tavion Thomas did have that one out of the backfield, which literally, once he caught it, took twenty-five minutes to get his momentum moving forward. Um, it's just, again, my opinion: Tavion Thomas is not the best running back on this roster. I don't, I don't see it. I probably, obviously, Ludwig and Kyle disagree because they love the dude, and they're—I know—they're know they're smarter than I am. You just can't convince me he's our best option at running back.
1: But it's funny, though. I mean, look at last year. He carried the running game. There were a lot of other aspects to the offense that we don't have the luxury of seeing this year. But Tavion was a completely different player last year. Whatever happened in the offseason and whatever's gone on this season.
0: I think in his headspace, he was in a better spot last year. Um he it's clear as day he was in better shape last year. Oh he year. was in better
2: shape last year. You you can look at and just see it.
0: Right. And and now it sounds like he's kind of turned a corner and he's in a better spot, which I think's awesome. And it's great, good for him. And I and I hope for his sake that he continues to be in a good spot. But he can be a good spot watching the other running backs run the ball.
2: Well, and I think there's still a, a place for him on the offense or special and, teams. <laughs> and I, I do think, you know, it, it, whether in Colorado and whatever happens the rest of the season, I think there will be a need for him and his the way he can run the ball. But I would just love to see the other guys get a more touches. I want to see, especially when when now we're towards the end of the season and we got to look at what's ahead for next year. I want to see what Jackson can do, carrying more of the workload. And, I want and to Glover, see Glover for that man. Glover,
0: Glover didn't even see the, see the field. field, you know. And I mean, it is what it is, right? They obviously believed in Tavion, and they were gonna, they were gonna, they're gonna go down with him, and they did. But it was, it was just interesting and surprising to see.
1: I'll tell you one player that saw the field that surprised me. Nate Johnson, don't even get me started on that.
0: Okay, don't even get me. I didn't see I didn't see, him, I on didn't the see field. him on the field either. I didn't I know until after the game.
2: I was texting you guys after the game about it.
0: And I was quite surprised to learn that he was in, which just blows my mind. For one play one that, he, that play. he wasn't even
2: apparently the focal point. runs a wheel route, not even targeting. I don't get that. That's I, where that that's probably the m- thing I'm most furious about in this game. Oh,
0: how many things are you most you furious mean, about, Cameron? <laughs> most means the most. So like like really can only be one. <laughs> okay.
2: What what's above most?
0: All all. <laughs> I am all furious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this this is going as well as Utah's office. <laughs> okay, I'll be the back. Tell us what you're all about, Cam.
2: (laughs) Why waste a game on him if you're not going to play him? It doesn't make sense.
0: Now, I'll counter this.
2: Okay, go. I I already have my thoughts. No, and I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, then go.
1: (laughs) Cam is all furious. He's all
0: furious. I'm like cowering over here now. All right. We're, we're, we've just been bashing Ludwig for the last half hour for not being creative. Why not use Johnson's speed out of the backfield on a real wheel route? I like it. I have no problem I, with I, that. I too. But with that being said, he must have thought that's like a touchdown play, right? This is going to be a play they're not prepared for. They haven't seen on tape. And with his speed, he'll get around the edge. He'll be gone. And it didn't work out that way. Right. I mean, we didn't even attempt to throw the ball to him. Heck, I didn't even know he was in the game. I didn't even know he was in the game either. So so I, I don't have a problem with trying to utilize his speed in a situation like that. I guess my issue, which is probably similar to what your issue is, why just one play? Why Why burn it for one play?
2: Yes. That's exactly right. You, a couple of weeks ago, you and I were on here saying that he should play against Oregon. Let him get in there. And not
0: against Stanford.
2: And not exactly. Ryan, on the other hand, was all about him playing against Stanford and no plays and against And Colorado. Oregon. And no plays against <laughs>
1: Oregon. Let me remind you what my thought process was because of his inexperience. I didn't want him to cost us the game okay. at Oregon. Yet, as we see, that didn't matter.
0: No, it's- the other quarterback cost us the game. <laughs>
2: But again, it's all about trying to catch a spark to get this offense going. And they never got. If they play Johnson, I'm all for it against Oregon. But play him. And don't waste one play, one meaningless play that's going to burn a red shirt. And And this is where I get, this is where I'm pissed off. Where he's
0: all mad. Where I'm I'm all mad. All is in capital letters, by the way.
2: Reading Alex Smith's autobiography, he talked about, Remember how he, his freshman year he went in against San Diego State and played like three plays, and blew his red shirt. And blew yeah. his blew his red shirt,
0: which ultimately didn't matter. But yes, I understand. Yeah.
2: And again, the rules are different, you know, from when he played to when uh, now. He was going to transfer. That off season, he was done. That he didn't. He did not like what happened, and and he wasn't even a big recruit. No, he wasn't. And he he was he was he was leaving. He was on the way out. And once they fired McBride and they brought in Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer had to recruit him back into Utah. And I'm not saying that this is going to force Nate Johnson out of of the program. And I know it's only his third game. He still has one more game that he can play without redshirting. But to me, it's all about trusting the coaching staff now. And are you going to trust a coaching staff that wastes one of your precious games when you hear four games you only get to play in you're limited in that they're going to waste it on one play that no the fan base didn't even know you were in yeah. the, I bet his family didn't even know he was in and that's what pisses me off and it, that's this. that's that whole mentality of this game that it was just I don't know what to say yeah. it was just
1: crap all if, around if the play if the play that he was in on was designed for him and it didn't work out oh well that happens.
0: But utilize him again right? and again and again. Because what did we just say? Nothing was happening in the running game. So why not do a direct snap to him and get him on the edge, utilize his speed, and maybe he sparks a big play. Maybe he gets some momentum going earlier in that game through the running game, through whatever. Look what
1: he did against Arizona. He outrun ran their entire defense. Why why could he not do that against Oregon?
0: I think we should coach. (laughs) Here, here. (laughs) I really think Kyle should listen to this podcast. Listen to us. We've got all the answers.
2: Yes, it's very easy to be Monday morning quarterback. I get that. Ludwig knows way more than we'll ever know combined. Winningham. Except for
0: Saturday night at eight thirty, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and this also I've been thinking about with a game as tight as it was with what was on the line do you think the coaching staff tries to go with the players they trust the most and is that why Cam took all the snaps of quarterback and why Tavion pretty much took all the snaps at running back for the most part.
1: And Kincaid you, took all the
0: and snaps Kincaid, at and receiver. Kincaid had
2: all the targets. <laughs> no, but do you, do you think that is a factor in it?
0: Well, I mean, I I think any coach is going to go with the guys they trust the most. I mean, I just think that's that's common sense. That hey, these are the guys that have gotten us here. Why would we turn away from them right now? Right. Um, and yes, I mean, I. Heck, if I'm Rising or if I'm Ludwig, I would want to target Kincaid literally every opportunity I can because the dude always gets open and he catches everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I've i got no problem with Cam going to him so often. The problem is you become one-dimensional. But that is, that. and that's why the offense was could never get going is because the defense could lock on to one or two guys. Vele and, uh, and Kincaid. I mean, Money Park's only got two targets. Um, Dixon got his Dixon, his weekly run yeah, around off. And it's just, I mean, that's, I just feel like we just took a huge step back offensively from where we had been, where we were headed. It was all of a sudden like nobody outside of two guys can do anything, so we're not going to throw them the ball. We're never, you know, it's like, have a diverse offense. So the the defense has to cover every every guy on the field and and guard the entirety of the field. Instead of right up the gut every time.
1: It was like watching it kind of felt like to me watching the Pac-Twelve Championship game against Washington when it was seven to three and the offense couldn't do anything. Or
0: 2019 Pac-12 title game against Oregon, where the offense I mean, we're 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 scoring forty points a game heading into the Pac-12 title game. We couldn't move the ball all of a sudden, and oh man, yeah, just just frustrating. So speaking of frustrating, should we talk about special teams? Yeah,
2: let let's. I got to take a break. I got to drink some water before we get into special teams because I know gotta
0: cool
1: down that that's probably all
2: That's like the most infuriating with special teams.
0: It's my turn to be all mad.
1: Learn more
0: at marines.com. What's that sound, guys? It's time to talk special teams. <laughs> wow, the circus act that is our special teams. We're a clown show out there. We don't even have a kicker. that can, He didn't even get it to the 10-yard line most of the night. The the returners had to get in the sprints stance and run as fast as they could to catch the ball. That's how short it was.
1: We've fallen so far in the last couple of years. How do you not
0: have, at at a P5 school, have reliable kickers? There's not a single kicker on this roster that can kick it consistently. Not even into the end zone, but to the end zone. I, at this point, I don't even care about the kickoffs. It's the fact that they can't
2: make a field goal, and how that goes into factor what you do on your offense. It's ridiculous. It really is.
0: I mean, I, I don't. What else can we say? It's a broken record. Every podcast. Oh, another another blunder on special teams. Another missed field goal. We left six points out on the field because we can't make a field goal, and we Kyle has no confidence to even run them out onto the field. And it's not just this game. This if you you could make,
1: you could make that argument in, in a few losses over the last couple of years. Jaden Redding last year was an All-Conference kicker. Ha. Did he go? Did he go to the Tavian Thomas offseason school? program?
0: <laughs> I don't know. The, the whole special teams group needs to be whitewashed. Coaching staff's included. Shaw, thank you for your time. Hand me the playbook. Go, go over to the Actually, DB's room.
1: Go burn
2: the playbook and start over. Can I just have a suggestion? Give a scholarship to a kicker. Have a scholarship for a kicker and stop relying on preferred
1: walk-ons. It's it's silly. It's it, absolutely silly. In in all honesty, they got they got lucky in finding Phillips. Of course, and they, they got did. lucky in get in the BYU let Matt Gay go. Well, they let BYU let both of those. <laughs> That's true. And and they've
0: they've done nothing to recruit that caliber of kicker since. And and punting, which I think I I think we've got a decent punter finally but it's like we just we just we relied on whatever the Aussies wanted to send us and i mean it's been a train wreck just from top to bottom special teams you can't count on them thank you play it again Good. cam
2: <laughs> all right can we stop talking about special teams and go to the defense please
0: have we covered everything
2: many times <laughs> Okay,
0: we can proceed. Game. I'm glad I ha- I have Scott's
2: permission. Yep. Uh defense, phenomenal job. And I said it last. I said it this last week, and you guys said I was crazy when I said this was so Morgan Scally's best coaching that he's done as D coordinator. You guys said We're I was seven. crazy. Both of you what? did. I still stand by that. After this week, I don't stand by that. We called you crazy. Play the tape. The, my, only, my only gripe against the defense is just not getting enough pressure on Bo Nix. Obviously, Oregon did a great job by getting the ball out quick, uh, knowing he had, I think he had a leg injury. I'm not quite sure. I think I think we need Gilmore to, to talk about that again. O- outside of getting pressure on Nix, the defense was phenomenal, phenomenal, holding Oregon to three points in that second half, scoring a touchdown to help the offense. The defense showed up.
0: You think you think this is a this is a better coaching performance than twenty nineteen? You know, the year we had most of the defense drafted. I I
2: do, and I'm not saying that this is the most talented team that especially at linebacker. That Scally has had. But when you just look how far this defense has has come since game one, that's why I think it's his best coaching.
0: No, I and I would agree because the just the progress that has been made from early to now. And it's it's not gonna finish as one of the you know, great Utah defenses, but I mean there's just no denying it. They've made huge strides really across the board. Um three points in the second half. But you know what? Ugh. Three points. That three points was the difference in the game, mm-hmm. and we had multiple times on that drive, third down to get them off the field. Yep, yep That's right. and and we couldn't do it. And look, you still only gave up three points the entire second half. So there really, there's no criticism towards this this defense. They're the only reason we were in the game.
2: Well, three points and a half, but twenty points for the full game. It's phenomenal. Yeah. No, it's great. And if anyone were to say you're going to hold Oregon to 20 points, 59 yards
1: rushing, yeah, the the few, t- the few times I've watched Oregon play this year, they have run the ball really well against all of their opponents. And
0: now, we, now, granted, uh, if if Nix is healthy, yeah, it's a we're story. getting we're getting a different running attack where now you're not just having to defend the running back, right? You have to pay attention to him. That creates some different holes and yeah, things would have been different. And and I'm sure if 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 Nix was healthy, they're probably putting up more than 20 points. But it doesn't negate what that defense did and how well they played and how they kept Utah in the game. And Clark Phillips is a foot away from keeping his feet to Outscoring the offense, the defense outscoring the offense, putting probably four, putting fourteen points on the mm-hmm. board and securing and a, and a win. winning winning the game. And um, I mean, that was beautiful. I honestly thought in that moment that was what we needed. Mm-hmm. This team's gonna find just like they've been doing; they're gonna find a way to win. This was the play that gives almost the offense some spark, right? Gives rising and more life. And man, just and we gave it nothing. right back to him. Absolutely just shocking how, uh, how Rising just kept giving the ball back. Whenever the Utah defense creates a turnover, he just would give it right back. It was just so unbelievable to me. It's a good thing Kareni
1: Reed scored. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have given it right back to him.
0: <laughs> we, we may have missed a field goal from the one yard line. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, I don't know how much more there is to hash, but hats off to the defense, man.
1: I, I was thinking multiple times through this game, though, if that offensive performance if the if the game was different, if Knicks wasn't hurt and that offense shows up, we' probably get blown out, not
0: probably i mean you could you could honestly say it could have
1: been forty five to seventeen.
0: You could, yeah, with a healthy Knicks, they're probably scoring high thirties, probably, which is kind of what we expected, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone expected a high scoring game. Well, I think my prediction was four forty eight thirty eight for us.
0: You were a little off offensively <laughs> there, right? <laughs> As we all were. <laughs> oh, I just I can't I can't wrap my head around what the deal was with Cam. I mean, I know we're talking about defense, but is I know and and Cam's going to say the right things. He said his knee was not a
1: problem, but it wouldn't It is a problem because he had a ginormous brace on it. Okay, but
0: here, here's where I don't know that it was. When he ran, there was no limp, there was no lack of speed. He was not favoring that, so I it makes. I just don't know that I I I would say that the knee was causing him issues because his his
1: accuracy has been off since he got injured in the USC game.
0: Yeah, I won't argue that, but Cam is also he's never been the most accurate passer. He always has some like, what were you thinking there? And you know, behind the receiver, I mean, he, you know, we talk about the three picks he had in this game. How many passes were behind receivers? Or just not catchable, mm-hmm. right? And so, I, I just don't know what was going on there, and I I just don't buy that it was the knee.
1: It was that hit he took when he was giving himself up, and they didn't call it. Yeah, I don't
0: know. How, I don't know how that when he's giving himself up, and a guy comes in. And levels with, with his helmet down. Yes, he hit him in the in the shoulder, so it wasn't a direct hit to his his uh, you know to his head. But he led with the crown of the helmet while he's to a quarterback who's giving, himself giving up giving himself up. And you don't even get a a review or a, a, a personal foul. You don't get anything. Pack twelve refs, baby. After all of this, though.
1: Apparently, there's a chance we can still go to the Pac-12 championship. There's Champions a chance Utah you. You can still make it to Vegas. Little dumb and dumber
0: right there. There is a chance. And you know what? This may surprise you guys. I'm not sure I want to go to it. I mean, yes, I would love to play for a Pac-12 title. And I'd love to beat USC two times this season. But if that, the 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 way we're playing, do you really think we st- we would stand a chance against them?
1: I mean, it took it took a miraculous effort with an outstanding home field advantage to win by one. If you were doing it on a neutral
0: field and your offense isn't clicking, and and I can tell you, USC now they don't have a great defense, but they will. Not let Kincaid go off for 16 catches again. Mm-hmm. He will be double covered all night long. So you're saying he's going to have to find Parks and Vele? Yeah. I Man, I love these Utes. I would love to go back to back. But I'm not sure I want to go down to Vegas and get l- lit up. A, I don't want to get dog walked. The, the new term, dog walked. I don't want to get dog walked in Vegas. But Cam, why don't you share with our listeners Utah's path to still make the Pac-12
2: title? So first and foremost, Utah's got to beat Colorado. Then there shouldn't be a tough ask. They need some help. But I think all is very likely. I think it can happen. So UCLA's got to beat Cal on Friday night. And then Washington has to beat Washington State. And Oregon State has to beat Oregon they will create a three-way that, tie. That's the toughest one
1: right there. Even though it is at Oregon State, and Oregon State can score some points, or
0: well, yeah. and they they've got a great defense. Yeah. So, and if you depending on where Knicks is, still right. Um, yeah, I would agree. That's probably the toughest ask because Washington's playing really well right now. It
1: is out of everything
2: that has to happen. That Oregon State winning Oregon's probably the base one that would force a three-way tie. And going down the tiebreaker rules, you'd go down strength of schedule, and Utah would get the nod.
1: Backing into the Pac-12
0: championship backdoor action. Beep, I, beep. I, I I don't know, guys. I'm nervous. I don't know at this point. I'm not expect.
1: It, it, I if it if it happens, great. I'd probably you, go support kind of, I them. Of, I but, think it's gonna happen. You, I think
0: that's where I. Do you guys is, remember in 2011? There was a number of things that had to go right. And they all went right and except for Utah to play for the Pac-12 title. And everything went right except for us beating a then horrible Colorado team. But granted we were we still had all Mountain West conference players. Oh, we did. Oh. And <laughs> we had a division 3 quarterback and uh, Coleman Peterson Continued our tradition of k- a wonderful kicking. <laughs> Who I, didn't he miss uh, two field goals? Mult- I know he missed f- multiple field goals that day, and then he missed one late. Extremely unlikely that we not that we're not going to beat you Colorado. Oh no, we'll beat Colorado. I mean, honestly, we could run even if even if Rising is really injured, and they're like, we're going to rest you. Just go get healed up. Whether it's Nate Johnson or whether it's uh, Barnes. Um, Barnes, I don't think it's going to matter. Colorado's not playing for anything.
2: Yeah, no, they're not playing anything. And and honestly, this week, I don't like it being the Thanksgiving weekend. I, I like being on the road. I think that kind of helps the players get in the game a little bit better. And so I, I don't really think
0: colorado's going to be in this game mentally Jeez, cam that's a take you're so mad at the team you don't want them to celebrate thanksgiving that's a (laughs) jerk move
2: (laughs) has nothing to do with that
0: jerk they deserve turkey too cam but if
1: if all that happens and we get take the back door into the championship game i it w- it wouldn't feel as awesome as it did last year just to go take the south and roll right,
2: right. It, it getting rid of divisions it kind of you do kind of lose that luster of winning you know the division
0: yeah i w- i want my division champ shirt i mean not that it would matter now cuz usc would be representing yeah you you wouldn't have had utah and usc in there I I just think, man. Do you really want to backdoor your way in and then get lit up by USC? Uh, I don't know. I think because you go beat Colorado. I know this is kind of a loser mentality, but you beat Colorado. I'll bet you we probably end the regular season in the 13th range rankings. You go win your bowl game. You potentially finish top 10. Even in a disappointing season, three losses, you could still finish in the top 10. That's pretty good, right? You go get blown out by USC in the Pac-12 title game, kiss that goodbye. You, you're maybe looking at top 18. And and I know rankings don't matter. Give yourself a chance. But I just, I just wonder, do we have a chance against USC again?
1: That's where I'm at. I'd I'd probably go and support them. I've already got hotel rooms reserved just in case we've had them since early in the season.
0: Yeah, I had plans all ready to go until Saturday night. My dreams are crushed.
1: But yeah, it'd be t- it would it would really be tough to be sitting in that stadium, thinking like a year ago I was sitting right here and having the time of our lives, and then watching you know if it happens, watching them get destroyed.
0: Now. The defense... I hate watching Caleb Williams. I mean, dude is amazing. Super talented. Absolutely incredible. I hate watching him though, man. Yeah. And I, watching him celebrate up and down the field. No, I, hate, I can't. Watching
2: him and DTR this this past weekend,
1: it was it was rough. At halftime against the USC game is where this defense started to come alive. Yep, it was. And they've gotten extremely, I would say extremely better no, they since have, that
0: game. I, I think they would slow USC down, but that's all you can do really against USC. Yeah. They are so good and they have so many dynamic weapons that that's all you can do is slow them down. The
1: The, the offense would, ha- I think the offense to have a chance would have to be in the 40 to
0: 45 point range. Exactly. And if Cam's not, in, if he's not healthy, if he's just doesn't have it right now, I, oh boy, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I'm not like you guys. I think Utah can go into Vegas and I think they can lay the smack down and beat the Trojans. <laughs> oh what well, you guys are doing. That's wow. where I'm at. Cameron right. went
0: from all mad <laughs> to all in.
2: <laughs> so Utah travels to Colorado this week to to take on the buffs. Colorado comes into this game <laughs> one and ten. They fired their coach. Utah's a 29 and a half point favorite as we're recording Do we even this. score 29 points?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this might be the worst team Utah plays all season.
0: I think there's no does, question. Does that include Florida? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think there's a question. Colorado is that bad. That bad. I don't even know anything about them. I don't know what injuries they're dealing with. I don't know if half the teams tr- entered the transfer portal already. I think Air Force would put a bigger fight up. But they're they're not good. And if if it is even a close game for half, I will be <laughs> sorely disappointed. Do you guys know how many points Colorado's averaging a game? I'm going to say 12. I'm going to say I'm going to go I'm going under 10, 9, 14. <sighs> Fourteen points a game. A
2: Division I team. They average less than three hundred yards on offense. I'll, but
0: you know what? giving up five hundred. I again know nothing about Colorado. And sorry, listeners, I didn't put in any work to find out anything about Colorado to pass on to you. Cause they're not worth my time. <laughs> sorry. But I I would go on record and I would bet large sums of money that they have better special teams than we do.
1: Here's my take for this week. The starting defense pitches a shutout, and then we put Gilmore in the game at the end.
0: Let's give him a trifecta fumble. (laughs) I think that's how you end the season. I think think Widget just just goes 50-50. Let's throw Gilmore out there and see what he does. He may fumble. He may catch it. Let's see. They're probably b- making bets on the sideline.
1: Nil money flowing between players. Is Gilmore
0: going to fumble it? Is this be a safety? I mean, I could just see wit, you know on the radio to like Ludwig, like fifty bucks. The <laughs> kicker swings and misses. <laughs> All right, as I said, Utah's a twenty nine and a half point favorite in this game. Scott, who do you got, and what's your score? All right, Cam. Cam's going to be ticked. Cam's going to be mad about all of these Ute fans just trashing him all week long and showing disrespect. Cam Rising, not Ute. Oh, Cam. I thought you were talking about me. Cam Rising. Nobody's, nobody's talking about you. <laughs> 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 to be fair, nobody's talking about me either, so uh um, no cam, I think cam, the competitive fire in him will burn deep. I think he's gonna come, I think he's only gonna play the first half, but I think uh, I think you you twin easy i'm gonna go thirty nine
1: to three, Ryan, where are you going? I too
0: think this isn't even
1: close. Like everybody oh wait, thirty
0: nine means we had to make a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, forty two to three.
1: My score includes a field goal, but I think it's going to be from like the three because we can't punch it in.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, I think we should just go for two every time. Utes win big, forty eight three. I think Utah blows them out. I got i am I'm I'm going
2: with the shout out. I got Utah forty two. Colorado, nothing.
0: Forty-two, three. Forty-two, nothing. Forty-eight, three. Forty-eight,
1: three. My three comes off a Gilmore fumble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of hoping it happens now. I'm I'm secretly like praying for it.
2: All right, where, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather, drum the letter N, feather. And Scott, uh, you Man underscore forever. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at utahmanpodcast at our home, utahmanpodcast.com. You can listen to us anywhere that you get a podcast. We are there. And we hope you have a great and wonderful Thanksgiving. And go
0: Utes. Go Utes. Go Utes. We'll be till I die. We're good. Let's cut it.
2: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.